ask kids to make their way to junior church at this time. And we're going to turn to just two short verses, Hebrews chapter 13, beginning with verse 15. And believe it or not, that means a short message. <laughs> because you're going to have to do some of the sharing this morning. So uh, we'll just get us thinking by looking at Hebrews 13 for just a few minutes. Okay. Uh, just get into the right chapter, it would work better. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. If I distributed paper here this morning. I wonder how many of you could quickly list three things that you'd like to change in your life. Three trials that you're going through. Three things that maybe you've told the Lord, I don't need this, or I don't want this. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're quick to do that, aren't we? But uh, in Hebrews, he encourages us in the midst of those trials to offer to God a sacrifice of praise. As I think about that, with Thanksgiving coming this week is why I broke from our time with Romans. But as I think about that, two questions. First of all, what is a sacrifice of praise? It's easy for us to give thanks when things are going great in our lives. When God is answering prayer the way we ask him to, when, when everything seems to be going our way, we, we very seldom have trouble giving thanks in those times. Now, whether we actually stop and give thanks is another story, but uh, we, we can always find areas to give thanks for that way. But what about when things don't go the way we think they should? What about when our prayer is not answered or the trial continues or the pain continues day after, after day? Do we find a reason in those moments to give thanks? And what is it that we, we give thanks for? And I had two illustrations. I don't know what, where I, oh, here they are. I wanted to start by reading the story of John Wesley. Uh, John Wesley, when he was about 21 years of age, was attending Oxford University preparing for, for the ministry. He was a man with a very gifted, with a keen mind. And yet, in those days, he tended to be a little bit sarcastic, a little bit snobbish in, in his attitude. And one night, something happened that set in motion a change in his heart. He was speaking to the porter at the house in which he lived, and he discovered that the poor fellow had only one worn-out coat and didn't even have a bed to sleep on. He slept on the floor in, in his room. And yet, this man was a very unusually happy individual. And without thinking, John Wesley said to him, uh, and what else do you thank God for? In a sarcastic kind of way, he asked him that question. The porter smiled and in a spirit of meekness replied with joy. I thank him that he has given me my life and being a heart to love him and above all a constant desire to serve him. Deeply moved, Wesley recognized this man knew the meaning of true thanksgiving, and he didn't. 
And that began a, a change in his heart and his life. Many years later, at the age of 81 or 88, as John lay dying, those that gathered around him realized he learned the lesson. Because in those moments, in, the, in his extreme weakness, he began to sing the hymn, I'll praise my maker while I have my breath. He had learned to praise God even in the difficult times of, of life. That's a sacrifice of praise, though, when, when we don't necessarily feel like saying, thank you, Lord, but we recognize that God is in control and we're willing to say, thank you, Lord, in spite of the, the difficulties that we may be facing. Why do we bother offering a sacrifice of praise? Why, why should we offer that today? Uh, let's face it, sometimes we just don't feel like it, do we? But God says, do it. Offer to me a sacrifice of praise. Three reasons are given in Scripture for sacrifices of praise. One, it first of all pleases God. Notice what he said in verse 16. After offering a sacrifice of praise in verse 15, he said, With such sacrifices, God is well pleased. For somehow it brings glory to his name. Do we desire to do that today? Do we desire to, to please him? I, I, I think of... Marriage in that connection. Uh, I, I trust that you have a desire to please your partner, not just yourself. Uh, and, and as we, we do that, uh, sometimes that involves sacrifice on our part, doesn't it? Uh, we have a DVD, uh, one of the Gaither ones that has a comedian on it. And his whole theme of his comedy act was happy wife, happy life. We we laugh about that, but that is true. There's an element of truth in that. If uh, uh, we're blessed as we seek to reflect our love to another person, Luke six says, "Give and it shall be given unto you." As we reach out and love, we we are blessed in in the process. I'm not suggesting that that's the motive that we give or that we sacrifice for, but that's the byproduct of it. As we offer that th- sacrifice, as God is pleased, we're blessed in the process. We, we receive a blessing as, as well there. I'm going to give the men an opportunity to be a blessing this week. We, we canceled our Wednesday morning Bible study. Now, I, I realize, uh, and I've had, some of the men have said, well, you, you know what? We don't have anything to do for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Our wives fix the meal. They do the baking. So what's the, why, why can't we meet? Uh, your, your assignment, men, this week is ask your wife what you can do to help her. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you here to please yourself or are you here to please your partner? Uh, let's get practical with, with this. If, if it honors God, our service honors God, even in our sacrifice, then... If we take those hour or two that we would spend in the morning Bible study and we serve our wife in that time, then we can be a blessing along the way. And you might just be blessed in the process. You might have a better meal the next day. I I don't know. Uh, I'm not suggesting you do the cooking, (laughs) but uh, maybe you could help with the house cleaning or whatever needs to be done. Just simply ask, how can I serve today? Uh, do, Do we want to please our partner and then extend that to do we really want to please God Do we, as we offer that sacrifice of praise. Second reason for a sacrifice of praise 
comes out of the Psalms. In Psalm 50, he, he speaks in, the, in, the, uh, in verse 23 there. He says, um, it starts in verse 14, but yeah, offer this God a, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Pay your vows to the Most High. But then down in verse 23, he who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. And to him who orders his way aright, I will show the salvation of God. Now, Psalm 50 is a rather interesting psalm. It starts out with God, the Almighty One, summoning all people to himself, to give an account for, for themselves. He starts with the righteous and then with the, the wicked in verse 16. But uh, when you come down to verse 7, he speaks of the fact, you know, I really don't need your sacrifices. Now, he's not reproving them for offering their sacrifices because they needed to give those sacrifices. It was a blessing to them as well. But he said, you know, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. He said, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. The, the, the wealth in every mine is mine. So what, why should I come and, and ask you in, in these areas? But uh, he does ask us here in, in verse 20, he said, 14, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Why? Because it honors his name. Uh, as you think about that, Acts 20 verse 35 says, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I think that's why we offer our sacrifices. God doesn't really need them, but God delights in us offering them because it brings a blessing to us as, as well. And in offer, how do we honor God in that? I think as we offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and let's face it, there are times when we just don't feel like saying thank you for something that's going on in our life. But when we can come to the place where we offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, what we're really saying is, Lord, I don't understand the trial. I, I don't understand what you're trying to do, but I trust you. I believe you. I believe that you know what you're doing and that you're going to walk through this with me. It's an opportunity for us to express our faith and our trust in God's love, in his power, in his wisdom. And as we offer that expression of our faith, then it honors him. That's what Paul had in mind, I think, in Philippians 1.21, where he said, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It didn't matter as long as God was glorified through him. He wanted to honor God with his life. And that when we come with a sacrifice of praise, we honor him. We, we honor God today. And then the third reason here is we, it, it encourages our hearts. Habakkuk chapter 3, a little Old Testament prophecy, one of those books that, you know, they keep moving around in your Bible. Somebody says, turn to the book of Habakkuk, and you, where in the world is that? <laughs> Just three short chapters there, but a very important book in the Old Testament prophecy there. Uh, in, in the book, he begins with a question. Lord, he said, our nation is so wicked, why don't you do something about it? And, and God reveals to him, I'm, I am going to do something about it. I'm going to send the Babylonians. They're going to capture you. You're, you're going to go into captivity and, and so forth. And poor Habakkuk says, hey, wait a minute. They're worse than we are. How can you use them as an instrument to judge us? And, and God answers that objection for him that he's going to judge them as, as well. And then Habakkuk worships the Lord in chapter 2 and, and, and chapter 3. He has, has his prayer there. But you come down to, to verse 17 of chapter 3. He says, 
Though the fig tree should not blossom, there be no fruit on the vine, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flocks should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls, yet I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He has made my feet like hinds feet, and he makes me walk on high places. Now, just think of what he's saying in that for just a minute. Here he is. He he just expressed the fact a few verses before this that he has to sit and wait for the judgment to fall. There's nothing he can do about it. It's coming. He knows it's coming, and he knows he's going to see the results of that. But he said, instead of getting upset and frustrated about what I can't change, I'm going to exalt in the Lord. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because he said, God is my salvation. God is my strength. God is my help today. So I have a reason to give thanks. Yes, the the Babylonians were coming. They were on their way, but uh, God was still there, and, and God was able to meet him in that trial and see him safely through it. Years ago, I cut out of Leadership Magazine an article coming from the book Living Life on Purpose by Greg Anderson. Greg shared the story of one man's journey from grief to joy. He, this man, had, his wife had left him. He was completely depressed. He had lost faith in himself, in others, and even in, in God. He found no joy in living. One rainy morning, he went to the local cafe for breakfast. And although several people were at the diner, nobody was talking to him anybody else. They just all sat there. One miserable friend hunched over the counter, stirring his coffee with a spoon. Everything was silent. In one of the small booths along the window was a young mother with a little girl. They had just been served their food when the little girl broke the sad silence by almost shouting, Mama, why don't we say our prayers? The waitress who had just served him turned around and looked at the little girl and she said, Sure, honey, we pray here. Why don't you lead us in prayer? And in a loud voice, the little girl said that familiar prayer. Um, God is great. God is good. Now we thank him for our food. And the man went on to say that prayer changed the entire atmosphere. People began to talk with one another. The waitress said, we should do this every morning. All of a sudden, our friends, his friend said, my whole frame of mind started to improve. From that little girl's example, I started to thank God for all that I did have and stopped majoring in all that I didn't have. I chose happiness. We have been tremendously blessed of God. I didn't give you those pieces of paper because I was afraid you would write down those three things that that you wanted changed in your life. I don't want you to focus on that today. I want you in the midst of those struggles and those trials, I want you to be able to say, Lord, we thank you. We don't understand it, but we do thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. We want to take the time to give praise and and glory to the Lord in that. And so as we have done the last several years, we're going to do again today. I'm not going to preach the whole time. I'm finished. Uh, It's your turn. I'm going to give you an opportunity just simply to share something that you are thankful for today. And uh, I'm going to take the liberty to sit down while you do that. 
Uh, just, uh, I'm just going to have you stand, and you, you can share from where you are. But uh, what is it, as we approach Thanksgiving, what is it today that you want to thank the Lord for? Who wants to be first here? Okay, I see. Yeah. Family. <laughs> Good. I'll... Yeah, I thought maybe I'd hear an amen on that, but <laughs> yeah, he has, hasn't he? Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll have a time of prayer. Uh, our Bible studies have been canceled for this week, so I'll give you the week off and uh, spend some time with your family and men helping your wives, okay? <laughs> we, we, we got that one down. Uh, Mary.
We have um, the uh, craft show this weekend at Guess Elementary, 9 to 4 on Saturday and uh, 10 to 3 on Sunday. Would you believe these are made out of sheets? We have a whole booth. We have a double booth. One is all sheets, and these are made out of strips of sheets, which we call streaks because if you say sheet strips three times fast, you're in trouble. <laughs> so uh, so uh, please come. We do have people to help us to Good. unload. Thank God for that. <laughs> so please come and support the booth. It's all for missions, okay? Thank you. And you might just do some early Christmas shopping. There you go. Okay. Um, just one other announcement. Uh, Mike and Paula are on their way to Montana this time. Uh, she's going to try and get uh, something implanted that will help deal with the pain that, that she's experiencing. So uh, they called and asked for prayer as, as they travel. It's not going to be a very comfortable trip for, for Paula, but uh, they're, they're hoping that this will eliminate quite a bit of the pain for her. So uh, just keep them in prayer throughout, throughout this week. Let's look to the Lord for a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we come to you today recognizing that we have been tremendously blessed of you. We thank you for your love for us, a love that sent Jesus Christ to the cross, a love that somehow reached us, reached our hearts in the midst of our rebellion and wandering, and brought us into the family of God. Father, we can never thank you enough for the love that, that sent Christ to the cross for us. We thank you for peace that we can enjoy today, peace that passes all understanding, peace made possible because we belong to you, because of the fact that you have said, I will never leave you or forsake you, we know that, that you are there, even in the hard times. We can have that sense of peace in our hearts because you are in control of our lives. We thank you for joy. Joy of knowing that our sins are forgiven. Joy of knowing that we can come any time to your throne of grace. Joy of knowing that, that you just love us and at times just wrap us in your arms of love. We thank you for hope today. Father, we thank you that as we look at our world in which we live and wonder where sometimes it's going, we thank you that it's going and you're where you want it to go and that you are in control. And we thank you that we can rest our, our lives and our future in, in you and knowing that we have a glorious future ahead of us. We thank you, Father, for a nation in which we can enjoy freedom. We enjoy the beauty of creation around us. We enjoy the, the land in which you've placed us. And we thank you, that, Lord, for the lifestyle that you've given to us. And it's so easy, Father, if we're not careful for us to take some of those things for granted. Keep our eyes fixed on you and keep us thankful, Lord, for the, the multitude of blessings that we enjoy because of where we're at today. We thank you for the fact that you provided our needs. We've been so blessed, Father. You've blessed us abundantly with food and clothing and homes and, and so much, Father, for us to simply say thank you for. Thank you for the blessings of family, Father, for the love that we can share with one another and, and with friends as well. Father, we thank you that even in the times when we don't understand what you're doing, we thank you that 
you know what you're doing. And we want to give you thanks and praise and offer to you in those times a, a sacrifice of praise, giving thanks to you from our lips. Father, as we pause today and, and we look at the table that's over here beside us, the shoeboxes, Father, we want to offer our thanks that we were able to give out of our abundance. We recognize for some it was a sacrifice, but, but yet you've blessed us enough that we could do that. And Father, we thank you that you've given us this opportunity to spread your gospel to those that desperately need Christ. We think of the children that will be receiving these boxes. Many of them have next to nothing in this world's goods, never have received a present before. Father, we thank you that we can meet a need in their lives, but also we thank you that with each one of those boxes will go a booklet explaining how they can find you as Lord and Savior of their life. And we pray for the children that they would be receptive to that. We pray for the families that are being touched by it. We pray that many would come to a saving knowledge of, of Jesus Christ because of just a little box. It seems so little to us, and yet... It's a tool in your hands, and we want to thank you for each one that has packed a box, each one that has given in some way, each one that has helped. Bless them for their service for you. And now, Father, we want to pray, and I just want to pause and pray for Mike and Paula on the road today. Thank you, Lord, that there's this possibility of help, and I pray that it would go well for Paula as she undergoes the, the surgery in this situation and I, I just pray that you would minister in a special way to the, to their needs at, at this time as well and then father as as we approach thanksgiving this week help us to have thankful hearts help us to keep focused on who you are what you mean to us and what you want to do in and through our lives we pray in jesus name amen okay we're going to well just before danny comes i i just have one more announcement um we need some help this morning. Uh, we've got to get the boxes up to uh, Colville immediately following the service, which means we've got to get those boxes from that table to the back of our car. And uh, I, I remember last year watching the kids do that. Uh, it's got some pictures of someone walking out with boxes and smiling and so forth. Uh, would you do that again for us this year? Not just the kids, but everybody. If, if, if everybody would pick up a box, we can do that pr pretty rapidly there. My wife will bring her car up to the uh, front here in a few minutes, and, and uh, we would really appreciate if you would help us in that area because I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> and, and so we'll, we'll thank you in advance for that. Okay, Danny.